What are you drinking? Uh, I swear to God. Sarah's like, please don't talk about this anymore. I swear to God. It's not like this thing sponsors us. Sarah's like, please don't talk about this anymore. It's it's a non-alcoholic beer. That's what I'm drinking. Yeah. It's, it's not called, that. It's that we always talk about what we're dr- dr- drinking. It's called Hazy AF. AF. I know. Oh. It's like we can't start a podcast without talking about what we're drinking. But I do. Great. I, I did bring God, a drink. What did you dr- What are you Ooh. drinking, actually? More importantly. Uh, a nice um, white wine, Oyster Bay. That makes Delicious. me want to eat oysters. I don't know if that's the point, but it does it make me... It should be. It would pair well. Um, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we... I, Sarah's like, it hasn't, because we literally just recorded last week, but that was a different podcast, not this podcast. Yeah. So it's, it's been, been a while. while. Since we've done this podcast. Hello, listeners. Uh, thanks for coming back. Um, <laughs> welcome to the Feminine Mistake Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole. I'm your other host, Sarah. And uh, today on the show, sorry, let me, I just had to shut down Facebook because it was giving me notifications. Uh, Today on the show, our special guest and resident horror expert, actor, writer, director, Melissa Knapp. Hello. Hello. Hello, Melissa. (laughs) Returning forward to this every year now. Uh, I do too. Um, Melissa is a returning guest. She is actually, this is your third episode with us, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So we did Poltergeist. Mm -hmm. We did Jennifer's Body last season. And then we were like, Melissa should pick the movie next time. Yes. And I had a very tough time picking. So I cheated. You che- well, you left it up to fate. <laughs> I did. Um, and I would say this movie that we're talking about today has a lot to do with fate, but I don't actually think it does. Uh, but I'll get no. into that. I don't think it's about fate. <laughs> uh, I'll get to what I think it is about. Um, today, we're going to be talking about The Descent, yeah. 2005, which I think, uh, Melissa, is a fabulous pick. Thank you. Um but before I left it up to pulling it out of a jar. Yes, because it was yeah, between I, that and and Sweetheart, uh, Sweetheart. right? Mm-hmm. And I really couldn't pick. I honestly couldn't. I haven't seen Sweetheart, so you should watch it. It's lovely. Well, I think I will. It's the spooky season. Yes. So, uh, but before we get into talking about the descent, mm-hmm. uh, it's been a while. But what's uh, what's everybody been watching? Sarah, you said you've been watching a lot of things. Hmm. So what shall I go? Shall I go? Sure. Okay. There's this new show on Netflix. It's called Squid Game. Squid Game. Squid Game. It is Korean. Okay. It is about this game that hundreds of people who are in debt get lured into and they have to play six games, survive six games. Is it so like, like a life or death? So is it like the Hunger Games? Is that kind of like I've never seen the hu- hu- Hunger Games, so I don't know. Well, that's another one of those like e- everybody has to fight to survive kind of games, but it's not yeah. fight to survive, right? It's not like it's a not cage fight, match. It's, a game. it's kids games. Oh, so it's well, like don't, red, don't like, I haven't watched I'm it sorry. yet. It's wait, wait, kids games are these adults playing kids games? Yes. So they're hmm. playing like. Monopoly, Hop- but to, put the de- to the death. No, well, but like hopscotch to the death, like that, but not hopscotch. Okay, I'm highly intrigued by this. It's very dark. Okay, it's very. Um, it's a a different culture. Um, okay, the acting is more broad. The writing okay. is more broad, I guess. But it is very compelling. So it is it campy? Would you say? Mm, no um it's just i think that all of the asian shows and films that i've seen like mm-hmm. i've seen like a thai uh rom-com i've seen mm-hmm. bollywood films yeah and now this and some chi- chi- chinese films i feel mm-hmm. like their style is much more expressive okay so that like, you're saying the, the acting the acting style and the performance style is different the performance style is di- different but yeah. you get swept in you get like you get into it it's not like it's not like you can't get into it you get pat past it but Mm -hmm. it's very like there were times when like sam and i cried like it was just like very like sorry it's very touching at times yeah it's very horrible at times most times it was horrible like it's very gory Okay. Um, well, Melissa, and- this sounds up your alley. 
It's in my queue because I do want to watch it. I just yeah. have had no time. Okay. Yeah. No, we, we watched Fair. the whole thing um, this week. So nice. it's like nine episodes, I think. They're like an hour each. So yeah, we really put in the time this week to watch all you, of those. You did so. put in the time. You put in the time. Yeah. You clocked in the hours. We did. We should have been paid for it. Um, <laughs> and we did analysis after each episode. Like it was just like a, it was a wow. Okay. All right. Oh, I like that. Do you think I would like it? I was curious about that because I was like, I never know when Nicole is going to think about something. I think that you'd be... Which is weird because we literally do nothing but watch and talk about movies. I know, but you you always have, like, sometimes you have a very different reaction than I th- th- mm-hmm. think you will. So mm-hmm. you might be upset by some things, but okay. you also might think it's awesome like mm-hmm. i i have no idea i'd All watch right. the first first episode and see see what you okay. think just test the waters okay mm-hmm. so that was squid game squid game squid game okay cool all netflix. right so squid game on netflix uh melissa did you have anything you've been watching you know i know we, we surprised you with that yeah so if you no, don't but- that's fa- that's okay yeah i watched um a new series on hulu reservation dogs I've heard that's it very good. It is fucking amazing, yeah. first of all. And like, I just, I love that it was like written by Native people, Indigenous people. And you can mm-hmm. really tell the mm-hmm. difference in storytelling when it happens that way because it's mm-hmm. their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so great. It's like real life story. I and love just, it. And what is the it tone? So is it like, is it very serious? It's a comedy. Okay. It's It's got a lot of comedy, but okay. um, there's a lot of episodes where it might be comedy, but it really hits you. Isn't Taika, isn't Taika Watiti mm-hmm. involved in? Uh, exe- one of the executive producers okay, and writers, okay. I believe. Cool. So like, I love it might be stuff. comedy, but it really hits you in the heart. Like there was episodes which I was just is, like bawling. Which is very on brand for him, I think. For yeah, At least for his like indie films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a great, I would recommend it to anyone. I love it. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's definitely on my like watch list, like things that yeah. I really would like to check out is uh, Reservation Dogs. So very cool. And that's on Hulu, right? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, so Sarah, I wanted to talk, I, I wanted to bring up something that you and I watched together because I just had such an, a blast watching it. I came over to your new place. Mm-hmm. We ordered some takeout, just like old times. We sat in some camping chairs. Just like old times. Because <laughs> your couch wasn't there yet. Yeah. You've yeah. got half a couch now, though, right? We have half a couch, yes. The other half is coming next week, I think. Okay. And then you'll be able to fully sit down. Fully. Um, but uh, we watched Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, which was... Have you seen that, Melissa? Oh I've God. seen it, and I laughed so freaking Isn't it great? <laughs> I loved it. Um, first of all, you know how big I am on female friendships. Like I love mm-hmm. like Bridesmaids, like any movie that's like about female friendships. But this movie was it was funny, it was lighthearted, it was it was it was I would say it's like a movie you can turn on if you're like I just want to feel good, like I don't want yeah. I don't want the the weight of the world on me right now. And like I don't also think too hard. I don't want to think too hard. Um it was like the also the design of it. Like the world was very specific. Um, which I love. It was colorful, but also like, why do Barb and Star have that hairdo? I mm-hmm. don't know, but it doesn't matter because what I don't care. I mean, there are people, there are women out there with that hairdo. It, they, they're still well, there. What year is it, Nicole? What year is it? I don't know. I didn't see a cell phone. Did you? No. Okay, no. fair. Um, but I will say that if you go to like rural Virginia or something or Florida, like there are women that, that hair is still living and breathing. Like you, you better believe that hair has not gone away. No. Um, I adored that movie so much. It made me, I remember when we were watching it, Sarah, you were like, I, when we're in our fifties, didn't you say this? Like when we're in our fifties, like yeah. we should write a movie like this. And I was like, why wait? Like, why don't we make one right now? <laughs> like I want to do that right now. Like let's make something this absurd. I guess I meant because the characters mm-hmm. are like like in a different stage of their life yeah. than than True. I am at least. True. I think I they were, were like meant to be in their forties, maybe. Their four forties, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think I said, did I say fifty? I think I, I said fifty. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't okay. say too much more because I feel like I could do this movie on the podcast. Like I feel like we could yeah. just talk about the whole thing. 
Yeah. It's a great movie to to okay. talk about. Great. Yeah. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no further because I do feel like this is a movie we could talk about on the show. And I adored it. So I will say that I anybody who's like, yeah. should I watch this? It's on Hulu, I think. Uh, Barb and yeah, Star, Hulu. Uh, go to Vista Del Mar. It's the got... Answers, yes. Uh, yes, you, you should. It. Kristen mm-hmm. Wiig. Um, what's the attractive young man? What's his name? Somebody help my old brain Jamie. out. Jamie. Jamie. Dornan? No. He's, the, maybe? he's like yeah. a serious actor. Jamie I Dor- think it's Dornan. Oh, yeah. Dornan. Yes. I thought you said yeah. Jordan. I thought you said, Jor- I was like, is that Jamie Jordan? But he could be. No. He has that look about him. Um. Anyway, it was really good and I enjoyed it very much. Um, okay. Shall we talk about the descent? Yeah. Let's get down to business. Let's get down. Let's repel yes, down to business <laughs> i would not repel with any of these women no these uh we could talk about that maybe as a sidebar <laughs> but there's one place you will not find me and it is inside a cave yes i thought i was interested in a uh, spelunking mm. and then i was like hmm well no. i watched <laughs> this thing i watched this thing on my vr headset no you go, go ahead sorry Sorry, no, you said. I'm saying this is the movie that inspired me to never go into a cave again. I mean, I didn't need again. Like you've been I've into been a in cave. cave. I went to Ru- Ru- Ruby Falls when I was a kid. Okay, but does that count though? Because that's like a no. controlled cave. Yeah, no. I, I was going to controlled cave that look like scrambled eggs and bacon in that cave. I mean, who hasn't no. been to Ruby Falls? I have. Mm-hmm. If you I live in the southeast, I recently I went bet. to a cave in Chat. <laughs> Ch- Ch- because enough time had passed since the last time I'd seen this move. move, move so you went into it. Who'd you go into a cave with? Sam. Okay, of course. Sam. Steve. I mean, Sam, I think if you're going to go into a cave with anybody, it should be Sam. Yeah, and that's where we saw the 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 the, the Darth Vader rock. None of you should go into a cave with me because I would be no help. I have all. been in a cave and okay. it was like a little tour Brian uh, surprised mm-hmm. me with. And there was this family mm-hmm. who went with us. And there's this like one spot in the middle of the cave where you can like crawl through mm-hmm. this narrow little thing. And Not all the little that. kids were doing it. And one kid, one of the older girls was like, I don't want it. You know, she's freaked out. And I said, hey, if you do it, I'll give it a try. Mm-hmm. Knowing full well. The guy's like, you'll fit. It's just going to be really hard. And I was like, all no. right. Well, I told her if she does no. it, I'll do it. And she did it. So I was like, oh, I did say I went doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I surely did get stuck in that thing. No. And they had to pull me out by my no. feet. And I almost didn't come out. Was, oh I was literally God. like so stuck. My my shoulders were almost. And I was like, I hate children now. Yeah. Uh, it's fair. their fault. It is their yeah. fault. Yeah. Um, actually, in the cave we, we went into in, in chat. Ch- Chattanooga. There was one room where the tour guide, without war- war- warning, turned off all the lights. No, Mm-mm. turned off all the lights, and no. then started to tell a story about no. something that had happened in the cave in the dark. Mm-mm. You can't and just bring that up. People were like, mm-hmm. ah. uh, "You're gonna have so to text scared. me the name of this cave so I can stay far, far away." Not that I have any interest <laughs> in going in caves. I really like. I'm actually a person who gets claustrophobic. Like, I don't even like being in an elevator let alone uh-huh. an underground, like, you know, a uh, fortress of evil. Um, mm. So I just, you will not find me in a cave. You will not find me near a cave. Um, <laughs> not after this movie, not before. Um, and I was, the panic attacks I was experiencing watching this movie, because I watched it on my VR headset. So I'm like in a fake oh, no. theater watching it. Oh, God. And like when she got stuck, okay, we haven't, I don't want to get into the movie yet, but like when she got don't stuck in the cave, I, I was, was having like, a panic attack. I was freak. I had to deep, I was trying to, I was like, yes, you're right, Beth. I need to breathe. Like I was freaking <laughs> out. It was terrifying. Um, okay. So The Descent is the movie that we're talking about this month. Um, it was in, it was made in 2005 or it came out in 2005, uh, directed by Neil Marshall. It's actually done quite a bit of really excellent horror films. If, if, if you haven't checked out of this, his seems other work. like it should have been directed by a wo- 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 woman, right? It should have. There wasn't much women on the crew either. I looked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the main well, roles. Here's what I'll say about this. Neil Marshall's films, I think actually tend to lead, he- lean heavy on male dominated casts. 
Um, so I think to have this movie be all women is good. Um, I, I, I I also think that there are times where it felt to me, like if a woman had directed this, maybe the relationships would have been a little deeper. Um, Mm -hmm. so I did think that that was something that I felt about this movie, but we can get into that. Um, before we do, let's go around and, and talk about like, what was your experience with this movie prior to the show? Like, had you seen it before? It sounds like everybody's seen it before. So uh, let's start with you, Melissa. Yeah, I had seen it several, several years ago, and it had been a long time since I saw so I was going through pick, when picking movies. I was like, okay, I want primarily female cast. What yes. can we choose? And I was like, mm-hmm. Sense is a great one. Haven't seen it in forever. Mm-hmm. And I remember why, after watching it again, um, I hadn't seen it in a while, is because I scream at this movie so many times. There's a lot of good jump scares. Like, no, just like screaming at the characters. Oh, not so much yeah. the jump scares. Yeah. Uh, for their that. poor decisions. Mm. Um, I think you stupidity. could. I think this movie could be called Poor Decisions. If, yeah. it, if it was not called The Descent, it would be poor called Cave Decisions. Poor or cave, like poor Turn Around. Decisions. I was like, run, turn around, don't run. You don't know where you're going. <laughs> don't kill your friend. Right. <laughs> don't kill your friends. It's a good words to live by stab um, that thing harder like i was just screaming so you've seen this before yeah and found and the characters were frustrating and so you needed a couple of years away from them i get that Did. indeed uh what about you sarah sounds like you've seen it so, before 2005 i was a junior slash first semester of cc senior year in high school not Holy sure when it came shit. out I'm but old. um <laughs> but um I remember loving it mm-hmm. and just thinking like this is my favorite, my new favorite horror film. Was, um, yeah. And I saw it maybe like somewhere between six and ten times. Wow, like um, in the theater or like at home? No, 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 no. Okay. Like like wow. over the few, like maybe over a period of like four years, I watched it a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I hadn't seen it in a long, maybe like. I don't know. I don't know how long it's been since I, I saw it, but it was really, um, it wasn't scary to me. It was just really like, I think the emotion, I, I guess we can go into it, but the sure. emotional horror was more mm, compelling. Yes. Than I love, monsters. I want to talk about that for sure. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so in 2005, I was in film school. I was in grad school. Um, in Chicago and I, this was before I had children. So I would periodically go to the movies by myself, which is a thing that I really miss doing. Um, but in Chicago, there was a, um, theater on the East side, a real big theater by the lakeside that had the ticketing was on the bottom floor and the movie theater was on the top floor. So you had to take like four escalators to get up to the theater. So, um, but you could buy a ticket to one movie and pretty much just fucking stay up there all day because nobody gave a shit. So I would just buy a ticket to the first movie that I wanted to see that day. And then I would just bounce around from theater to theater. And so this, I don't know if I paid for this movie or not, but this was one of the movies I saw on one of my days alone. And I remember like, so I actually did see this in the theater and I remember like being really uh, happy to see a movie with all women in it for one, but also like just really, I was like, wow, this is really fucking good. And I remember that the first time you see the monster uh, when the, she's standing there in the dark and it just kind of like, you just kind of see him it or whatever, or sort of appear out of the shadows, the entire theater screamed like everyone was like surprised it because that was like the first time you saw the monster and I remember like I think now we if you've seen the movie recently you probably would have maybe had an idea about the monsters being in it but like the marketing for this movie I don't if I recall at the time didn't really like have any it didn't really reveal there were monsters in the movie it was more like the the women right women get stuck in a cave so you're like okay they're getting stuck in the cave and like what's gonna happen in there um and and obviously the cave was scary but you didn't you didn't the first time i saw the monster was in the theater in the movie and everyone screamed um it was cool i honestly think they did again another kind of like some summation of it but i don't think they they needed the monsters uh we can Honestly. debate about that 
Uh, I would love to hear why you think that. I think the monsters are a metaphor. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think you can't, I think you do need them. Well, you need them for the movie, but also yeah. I think that they have more purpose than just to be creepy crawlers. Uh, I think that the whole cave is a big fat metaphor, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. all right. Well, that's our move, our experience with the movie, <laughs> the descent prior to the podcast. So let's get into talking about this movie. The house is a mess, Jack. The kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. You seem sort of distant. Let's just do it, man. You look stupid and rich. Stupid and stupid and rich. Fascist. All right. Let's get into it. Okay. So The Descent, 2005. Uh, I've got some shit written down. Um, awesome. And uh, does anybody else, does anybody want to start? Um, I'd love to talk about this opening scene. The opening the is freaking fantastic, mm-hmm. I think. Um, what do you like about it? Um, the, the main thing I like is where they kind of set you up right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. These women are, um, just adventurous women. Extreme sports. Extreme sports. Like, they're just badass women. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that setup. And then I like how it immediately switches to that kind of calm car scene the, at the, the very beginning domest- of the car the domesticity. Scene. Yeah, yes. it's just mm-hmm. like, whoosh, just straight. I, I absolutely. This movie does not fuck that. around with no, exposition. No, but no. but sets up a lot really really quickly in a very mm-hmm. efficient way. Yeah, I've been paying a lot of attention recently to how movies start, uh, just because like I feel like for me I, that's always the hardest part for me, like the middle and the end is. But but how to start a movie to really reel the audience in and give them the information that they need, but also like set the tone for the rest of the movie. I feel like that's really challenging. Um, and so I think the scene with the rapids really does it. It's, it does everything you just said, Melissa, it sets up a lot of relationships, uh, very, very quickly. They set up the conflict with the husband and Mm -hmm. Juno, but like not in a way that's so obvious. Like it, I remember when I watched, I don't know about you guys, but when I watched in the theater, I remember going like, oh, that's, huh. I I kind of thought that maybe Juno, this is how I interpret it the first time I saw it oh, maybe Juno's annoyed because she wants to be on this adventure trip with her gal pals and, like, she doesn't like the invasion of, like, the domestic life, like, yeah. taking her friend away from that. So I thought it was more like a jealousy thing about, like, mm-hmm. her friend being in a different place in life. I didn't catch on that there was, like... A relationship. A, an affair. Like, I didn't catch on about yeah. that. There is a spot where he, like, helps her take off yes. her helmet. Which is and fucking I was, weird. Like, I didn't catch that probably. Maybe the it's first I was, yeah, I was time. like exactly. And it's like M- Melissa, I feel like first of all, I just also want to say that my nightmare, my fucking nightmare is to have friends who want to do extreme sports. Like that's my nightmare. <laughs> I don't want any I don't want to go on rapids. I don't want to rappel down a mountain. That sounds fucking terrible. I don't even want to go cold. skiing, you guys. It's too cold. What? I don't. Wanna... I literally was like, Brian, why don't I have women friends who want to do these crazy things? Well, doesn't Vanessa do this <laughs> kind of shit me. with you? It's not me and Sarah. We we'll go wait at the camping. Car. We go camping. Okay. I won't we'll even go camping go camp- and hiking. Okay. I've thought about going club. camping. I've been invited and it's like never worked out. And I've thought about it. My big problem is I just don't like sleeping on the ground. Yeah. But you have no. like a nice sleeping pad. Like no. I have an inflatable there one. Bugs. How am I going to read my fix? I don't have Wi Fi. You just download it. I also download a spooky podcast. Nice. And we I, listen to it by the campfire. I feel like, Melissa, I dirt. feel like you and Brian are the are the, the, the type of folks who would like sleep on one of those suspended beds from a Yeah, mountain. we totally would. I can't imagine doing that. That sounds I would do it. terrifying. Yeah. Um. So that's number one. First of all, yeah. I'm not as an extreme sports kind of gal. But, but secondly, uh, the... The, the the fact that that is an important aspect of their friendship is like right off the bat set up. Also, mm-hmm. the rapid scene was very good. I love the way this movie yeah. is shot. Um, it, You can tell that it was shot on film. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's very clear the texture of the image that, that it was shot on film. Um, And it sets up the and then like right off the bat, killing this family immediately. Immediately. <laughs> And that blood splatter, sorry, oh, the blood splatter yes. when the pole goes through it, she's yes. like, Psh! and I was like, oh, this is going to be such a bloody great movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I that was that that. also, I mean, 
in addition to being afraid of caves, I have also since then been afraid of being behind cars that have poles or Fuck ladders. Yeah. Or well, Final any- Destination set up for that, right? I didn't see fine, fine, fine. Okay, Sarah. Also, not to get to the ending, but the ending where the truck goes by and there's a bunch of logs on it. Yes. Sarah, if you haven't seen Final Destination, we're gonna like after off mic. I'm gonna we're gonna have to watch it. Okay, you're gonna have to. Okay. I because hate driving behind logging trucks. I'm not gonna say anything about it, but that movie that movie ruined me. I will never drive if I see a truck with sharp, pointy things on the back of it. I am gonna get off the interstate. <laughs> Like, we're going to have to find another way because I'm not going to be behind this motherfucker. And it's the same thing for me. Like, the poles, the the logs, I just, I I can't. Um, I had not, when I last saw this movie, I did not have children. So, the, I'm grateful that the movie did not gratuitously show us a bunch of No, that would have been terrible. I don't think I would have been able to watch it. But the heartache that she's feeling and the fact that she lost her entire family the repetition of the birthday cake and this moment that she was in the middle of planning like this future she had with her daughter and her family that she's never going to have uh it was all very emotional for me personally but anyway say that the, the actress um who lost her family Mm -hmm. she did a phenomenal job of making you feel that heartbreak in that hospital scene Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like that i was like in tears like i just felt that she did such a a wonderful the entire film she was Mm -hmm. very um affected yeah oh yes Um, she did a really good job with that i actually felt like overall the acting in this film is really good i Mm -hmm. I thought everybody turned in a great performance, all of them. They all felt like real people to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always feel like in a horror movie, it means more when they feel like real people because then yeah. Yeah. bad things happen to them. It You feel like shitty about and it. Ju- yeah. Juno's intensity. Like there were just yes. some moments that were just so intense and she was just like nailed it. Yes. Just, the, um, the character, I don't remember her name, but the one that was like the like super adrenaline junkie. Oh, uh, Holly. Who, like based Holly. On Holly with the short hair. Yeah. Her intensity was like, yeah. and like great. I know people like that, so like that was like very real personality. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, doesn't look before you do anything. Like, doesn't no. think about it, just goes, and no. then you end just up like hurting yourself, tromping through a cave, bones yeah. sticking out of your leg. Yeah. Um. Okay. Sarah, did you have anything that you wanted to talk about here at the beginning? So, th- after. Um, the death of the husband and, mm-hmm. and kid and then the hospital and mm-hmm. then they um, what, what is it is it a year late 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 mm-hmm. it's a year later yeah. yeah okay it's always a year late late one later. year um, later to the right. day I'm just kidding I don't know so they all meet at a cabin <laughs> and mm-hmm. they're going to go caving and mm-hmm. um, who picks it is it Juno. Ju- 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 Juno. Juno who picks it and yeah. she's like there's this cave that well they're supposed um, to go to Borum Caverns mm-hmm. or as Holly calls it Boring Caverns mm-hmm. which they should have they, really they clearly first again this movie I feel like and I, I, I don't want to circle back to what I said earlier about how this movie some movies are about fate like it's like in a horror movie whatever what whatever you do it doesn't matter because this was always meant to be this way this movie is very clearly and i get why the characters are frustrating to you this movie is a series of bad choices like literally yeah. everyone making a series of bad choices that lead to a lot of suffering mm-hmm. the the car is the only thing that happens that's kind of out of well it's not out of control because Paul should have been looking at the road. What is the matter yeah. with you, Paul? Like, why were you not looking? He wasn't driving. His guilt was too heavy. No, he was driving. Because it was, he it's was a European, yeah, because it was European a European car. car and he's driving on the right and she the was, road. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sarah, oh, yeah. I feel like if she was driving, be really bad news because she was turned around talking to that child for a very long time. Right. Yeah, I, for some reason I thought that, I forgot that they, they were in, in, in Europe. I thought yeah, they like driving, Scotland would have been worse. I think if, Scotland. She yeah. said that Juno had come to Scotland to visit her after the accident or something or something or left or, Scotland yeah. to go back to the U.S. to escape the something, sadness yeah. of what happened. Um, but Scotland. So I believe they were in Scotland. Um, I don't know where they were 
doing the rapids, but that's where she's from. Yeah, so they go to this cabin. Um, let's, so, uh, did you feel like, as, here's what I, I, I want to know about the cabin, like, for you guys, because here's one thing that I always find awkward in a movie that's written and directed by men is, like, when they're trying to introduce women and, like, their relationships to each other. Like, I feel like it's very clump, clunky in most films when that happens. Um, I, so I'd like to ask you guys how you felt about the way the characters were introduced. Did you feel like the, they were clearly clearly defined? Did you feel like the whole cabin scene seemed realistic to you? I just wouldn't be friends with women like that. So I have mm-hmm. no idea if it's truthful or not because okay. I just haven't been around women like that. Women um, like what, you mean? They didn't seem very warm mm-hmm. or fuzzy or... Mm-hmm close emotionally they seem mm-hmm. kind so of, they seem like strangers mostly they seemed more like dudes i guess yes 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 i agree um i feel i don't know but you go you melissa i'd like to hear from you next but i love that you said that because i didn't have a word for it but now that you said it that's ex- like they're just bros sitting around drinking beer or something you're right mm-hmm. there was just something off about it anyway sorry yeah. melissa like you can be an out- an adventurous outdoorsy type of woman, but I mean you're still kind of warm and friendly with your friends, you know. So like there would be a lot more, I don't know, a lot more hugs, a lot more maybe How deeper been, conversations. Been yeah, exactly. Like um, I know they didn't want to talk to her about yes, the whole, you know, but the it's incident. insane that they didn't talk about it. Yeah. Like I they feel didn't like talk. How have yeah. you been? She like, avoided it. Remember yeah. there was a she. Uh, Juno was trying to talk to her about it and then she just kind of was like I gotta go do something here's an example of where a moment where you could have established more connection I felt like these Mm -hmm. women I got to know them in the cave I didn't really get to know them in the cabin I did really like the scene with Holly and Sam outside smoking the joint with the glasses that was a moment that felt like a real connection and that was like and then it ended very quickly I also liked Beth and her pajamas there were a couple of moments that seemed like they were connecting but it just felt like a bunch of women they're supposed to be friends I believe but except for Holly Holly's like the new person but they she's just friends with Juno like friends uh, they didn't seem very close. Um, and uh, here's a moment where I think they could have changed that. So um, Holly is talking about how, which again, there was like several lines that just didn't make sense to me. Like somebody's asking, Holly, is there a man in your life or whatever, which I don't feel, I don't, I've never heard a woman say that to another I woman. I, I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't exactly sure. Like, and also, are you fucking like, anyone maybe? I don't know. Any, you know, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't feel like anybody's ever said that. Uh, to another woman are you is there a man in your life no one says that except for like when grandma comes to town maybe grandma will say that, that to you grandma that's you might it. say are you dating someone like are, like are you seeing someone or, are, are you, you like, seeing someone or, but, or fucking someone exactly like, or like what's new and if somebody says well i went on a date with somebody then you talk about that but you're not like seeking out information about people anyway have that that seems dates recently have you been out with anyone are you sleeping with anyone in a <laughs> physical way um is your have you gotten your period recently these are all things that women <laughs> don't talk about so that was no. weird but anyway so they're asking holly who nobody is who is a stranger to the rest of these people uh whether she's got a man in her life which is weird and then holly says something like well i'm like juno i'm a sports gal and for a second there i was like does that mean that she's is she implying that it's because they do sports or is she saying I'm like Juno like Juno and I don't wa- date men like for a second there I was like is this is, she, is that like code for lesbian is that like, some kind of is- awkward code word for that so I wasn't really sure what that meant but then she followed up by saying but when I get older I want to have tons of babies and I was like again something that I've ra- I've never heard a woman say ever even if they want children I've literally never set- heard a woman say that in my life um mm. But then after she said, and I get why they said that, they had to throw in a reason why, uh, although I think Sam, the doctor, might have been a better, or the one who teaches kindergarten, like one of them would have been better to talk about, well, you know, I work with kids, I love kids, I hope to have kids of my own someday. That sounds like it makes sense. But instead, Mm -hmm. they had Holly, the crazy, the, the, 
adrenaline junkies say, I want to, I want to have so many babies come out of my vagina one day. Like, that's what I want. And that's like a weird thing to say. Anyway, then they cut to Sarah, who immediately feels bad because she said the word baby and sips from the bottle, which I get how that's a moment that could happen. But here's where they could have made that a connection. If if that happens in the room, everyone's going to notice. Yep. And they didn't cut to anyone else. I feel like they could have cut to Beth, who maybe would have like tried to give her a reassuring look, or maybe cut to Juno, or s- cut to a couple of them trying to process like, should I say something? Should I give her space? Like, there's a moment there, a very significant moment that that we missed. I feel like insensitivity yeah. on the behalf of, on the part of Holly, and then we don't get to see if anyone else sees it or hears mm-hmm. it or. It would have um, given us a chance to see uh, the other characters' personalities a little more as well, like their reactions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, there's a time late, 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 late later on when is her name Beth? Is that the one who gets Beth? The Beth is the very tall. Beth is the is the one who's really close with Sarah. Okay, yeah. So like, but it, there's a scene. Sorry if this is jumping ahead, but she seems to know about the affair. She does. And how did she yeah. not say anything and to Sarah? How did she not tell her friend? That's like, insane. I just like, like, I would just be like, so I would be just as mad at you, Nicole, if you had. How would I even be able to me? hide that from you? I'm just saying, like, I if, wouldn't. Like, I would be like, I don't know if I should tell her or like if I should like, tell him to tell her first. Mm-hmm. But then the moment I saw you, I'd be like, he's sleeping with someone else. I'm so sorry. I couldn't keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that like Sarah should have been upset with her as well. I mean, she was dying, mm-hmm. but like yeah. that's a betrayal. It is a bit of a betrayal, but also more than that, because I, I feel like you're right. In that moment, I think all that Sarah's thinking about, and we'll get to Beth and her death and a little bit later, but yeah. uh I think all she's thinking about is, oh my god, my friend is dying. But yeah, yeah. I was like, how the fuck? I mean, the only thing I could imagine was that. Beth found out after he was already dead. Must have. And then, but but I need to know that. Like, when did mm-hmm. she know? Because she knew that he gave her that. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But only if she, but if you gave me a small piece of dialogue earlier, again, this is all character moments. If, you know, Beth and Juno are like in the, outside the cars or they're, it's at the party. The party could have been, here's my biggest complaint with this movie. I actually think this movie is really fucking good. I love it. Mm -hmm. It's so good. I want to make that very clear. But the thing that I think is weakest is that the characters, I get to know them in the cave pretty good, but they're not very clearly defined before that. And we could have spent more time at the party, like giving them more clarity as to in, in, individuals for, for it took me a while to figure out who who was who because they're it's mostly white women and they all look kind of the same and yeah. so i was like who's that um they do 2005 kind of the so yeah there wasn't yeah. quite diverse back then no film. no 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 it was so. uh a, a good 90 percent white ladies uh yeah. with straight hair in this movie um they all kind of look the same and yeah there was not a lot of diversity in this cast and i would hope mm-hmm. it in a I would hope that the cast would be a little more diverse now than it was in this movie, but right. Um, uh, anyway, I, I just, I feel like the cabin was a good opportunity for us to get lots of little scenes like Holly and Sam on the porch where we got to know these women a little bit better going into the big event. That's all. Mm-hmm. I would have cared more about some of the deaths, honestly. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And one of those could have been, you know, Beth noticing that Juno's wearing the necklace and being like, totally. you know, I can't believe you're wearing that here. Like, you right. know, um, oh my gosh, I should or, I, I, I feel like I should tell her. But since he's already gone, I don't know if that would help. I don't know if that would make her feel any better, but you should tell her, you know, mm-hmm. like that's like a moment that could have happened. So if Beth knew, I can only imagine that it was something she found out after his death or otherwise that's a huge betrayal to not say yep. anything. You know, I would I mean, if someone's one of your close friends, you're going to tell them these things like it's just it would be really strange not to tell your friend. It that. is very mm-hmm. strange, um, especially it, since Paul's not part of their friend group, it doesn't seem like. So it's not like right. there's a conflict of friendship interest there. Like he's just Sarah's husband. So I don't know. It, it was really especially strange. since she left. Like she didn't even stay. Juno didn't even stay around when he died. He she just straight left. Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. Beth like, could have been like, "Hey, 
But but I can understand why after his death, it would have been like, what's the point in telling her? Because mm-hmm. it's just going to hurt worse. Like before she's already trip, in pain. Before that trip, I don't think I would want her hanging out with Juno. No, maybe before the trip, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah. Instead of going with Juno, maybe we should not go with this woman who was sleeping with your husband. I'm just saying. Right. Oh, I mean, did I say that out loud? At some point, you're going to have to tell her because you don't want her hanging out with that type of person. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. It's uh, yeah. so that was very strange. Um, But yeah, I just I definitely think what I wanted was more. Set up a little bit, just a little bit more in that cabin. More character development. More character <laughs> in the beginning. Like, yes. <laughs> the, how do you guys feel about that plot point, though? That that good question. Friend sleeping with your friend's husband like does how often does that ha- happen i know that personally happens oh. I've, I've, I've had yeah. a friend in that situation oh okay i mean yeah. i'm conflicted about it sarah i'll be honest when i first saw this movie that was the thing that i liked the least yeah because i was like why do we ha- why do we feel as a society that the only way to create conflict between women is over a man so that yeah. is, I think, a weakness. Um, mm-hmm. But I, 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 it, it does I think elicit a strong um, um, it emotion, does. though. Like that's the thing is mm-hmm. that we're it's not like it doesn't have emotions tied to that, mm-hmm. and that is a very like that's a strong choice. It was, it's a much strong, strong, stronger emotional pull than like say a job that they both want, want, want. Uh, wanted like this uh, the mate mm-hmm. po- 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 poaching is such a visceral did you say mate thing. poaching <laughs> oh that, that, that's, that's that's a, that's a, a psych a lot law law logical oh. term sorry <laughs> i was, I was like, like i've not heard that one i love it poaching, poaching. poaching. yeah i'm gonna write that down because i really love i a real scientific term would like that love on it a, i want it on a t-shirt i'm gonna be honest um don't be a mate poacher don't be a mate poacher <laughs> Uh, yeah. Could there have been a different storyline? Um, not the way they set it up. I think some alternatives could have been, uh, Juno, you know, wanting, I think a very easy uh, alternative to this is Juno not wanting, uh, Sarah's domestic life to encroach on their friend group. Like, Sometimes I think people have trouble when other people branch off into other, especially when you have people that are like, I'm not, I'm staying single and I'm not interested in having a family. I have other interests and people who are like, I really want to have a family and I want to get married. And I think that can break friendships apart. I think it can. Yeah. Um, And that's a more nuanced story, but also one that could have worked. Like what if the reason that they got into the accident was because, you know, Juno told told Paul to meet them at the wrong place or, you know, like maybe Juno wanted was like wanting them to do one more thing and they ended up leaving late. And because they left late, you know, again, it's not Juno's fault that the car accident happened. But, you know, it, in a way, like if I had left 15 minutes ago, that truck wouldn't be there. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, I think there is a more nuanced version of of this that could have existed um, rather than just Juno is sleeping with my husband. Um, that's, I'm tired of it. I think it's, yeah, I think it's the, it's the go-to store story yeah. that a lot of, a lot of men writers like to write. Exactly. And then there's like this big reveal with the necklace and all of that. And I don't know. I think, yeah. uh, I think that a stronger choice, cause there's like several things that happen here and we can talk about the ending more when we get there, but when Sarah finds out about Juno and Paul in the cave, which is a really strange place to find out about this. Um, later, she makes she has to make a choice whether she is going to her and Juno are going to get out alive or if she's going to sacrifice Juno out of revenge or anger or I don't know what. And would that have would that to you guys been a stronger choice if Sarah makes that choice because she's still angry and upset over something that wasn't really in Juno's control. Like we left later because Juno wanted us to leave later, not Juno slept with my husband. And then it becomes just like this, this uh, rage point of grief that she she just can't get rid of. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like that's actually a stronger narrative choice, in my opinion. It definitely would have been, um, I-, I think, as well. But I don't know. If you just found out about that and it's only been a year and you're having this traumatic event, I think your rage, no matter what it was, might mm-hmm. boil <laughs> over and this person in front of you is the reason this person is even if it even if it wasn't you know even if it wasn't her fault Mm -hmm. you're still gonna think it's her fault because Um, it feels better to have someone to blame yeah yeah or it feels like it had there has to be someone to blame i think yeah and then in those situations some people it's like it's me or you You, yeah and and i that's another choice sarah had gone full feral at that time i feel like she was fully feral thing is that like it was very like it was very interesting to watch but it also Mm -hmm. at the same time felt a little bit like porn you know what i mean like interesting anger porn porn. like like it felt like the kind of thing that men want to see like oh women who get really angry and then like and then they cat fight their friend. Yeah, fight. exactly. It just felt like that kind of energy I get as opposed it. to true yeah. grief and rage. It felt like, yeah, I get I'm that sexy, slimy, angry. Woman. <laughs> That's fair. I think that that read is is I thought they yeah. looked like badasses. Anyway, I don't want to talk yeah. about the end just yet. Let's come back to that. Um, I would like to talk about. So they go into the cave. Yeah. Ooh, can I talk about a little setup they do yes, that I really I would love loved? To. And it's just uh I make it its own character. It's not you know the um when they're getting everything out of the car and this uh, chaotic feel as they're unpacking, yes. right? They're getting all the rope and their yeah. gear on and everything. Um and then Juno has this like pick. Yes. And then you see her like click Slide it onto it. her I belt. That too. Yeah. And yeah, I, I was like, that. oh, that's a character later. Yeah. Like that yeah. thing it's, that has its own story. It's like Chekhov's pick. Yeah. <laughs> I yes, absolutely exactly. I noticed love that too. That. I was like, that's yeah. that's trash. Check out Where is that there. coming in play later? <laughs> okay. Welcome to Plug It Up. Uh, this is the part of the show where we plug what we're working on and what our guests are working on. Uh, let's start with our guest, Melissa. Yay. Yay. Um, well, actually, I just worked on an anthology series called Scarecrow's First Halloween, Ooh. written by Stacey Palmer. I worked and on that, too. Yes. I did. I and on sound. she is currently editing it, so it'll be out later this year. That's exciting. Uh, that I'm really excited about. And I am a guest jury on the Renegade Film Festival that will be in March, previously known as the Women in Horror Film Festival. So it's more inclusive this year mm-hmm. uh, and moving forward. And you can submit your films on Film Freeway if you just look for Renegade Film Festival. And you can buy this March. Oh, nice. Renegade well. Film Fest. Woo! It's a really yeah. cool film festival. Uh, I've uh, I've been. You've you've been involved mm-hmm. for a couple years. Um, it's I really love their programming. I like the vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have really cool guests um, and events and stuff. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So. It's run by um, Vanessa Ionta Wright and forgive me, Marissa, but Marissa Pona. Cool. Um, Very cool. So yeah, they are awesome women. Awesome. So check that out uh, on Film Freeway. Do they have like a website or anything or? I think you just do Renegade Film Festival and it'll bring up the... Uh, okay, so Renegade Film Festival, check it out. It's going to be happening in Georgia in March. In March. And if you want to submit your film and have Melissa watch it, you can submit on Film Freeway. Yes. Um. Cool. Uh, Sarah, what would you like to plug? Um, I'd like to plug my new um, Instagram account. It is a body positivity clothing, makeup, fashion type yes. account where I yes. have I have like literally two rooms full of clothes and makeup. Mm. So um, jelly. I nice. have like a lot of stuff that I want to share and I have tips. I have um, I don't know if anyone wants to hear tips, but I have them. Um, I also wanted to tell a bit of my story uh, going from being uh, thin with an e- e- eating disorder to getting an illness that caused extreme weight gain to like, how did I like my relationship with my bot bot body has just changed so much over my, my, my life. And I feel that maybe it would be- benefit other w- 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 
women or people in general mm-hmm. um, to hear some of that. Um, I wish that I had heard some more stories when I was going through that. So yeah. um, you can follow me on Instagram at hedge Hodges underscore bod pause. That's H E D G E H O D G E S underscore B O D P O S. Um, it's kind of a long name, but um, love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah, I love this journey that you're on and you have some really mm-hmm. awesome picks up on your Instagram already. You really do. So Thank go you. check that out. Sarah's uh, new body positive fashion makeup personal journey account. It's awesome. Um, so I would like to plug a couple things. Um, we, uh, all three of us pr- were a part of the Critical Crop Top sketch comedy web show, which uh, we shot virtually during the pandemic. Um, so we shot it over Zoom and had people shoot things at their house and all kinds of different stuff. Um, and so all of the episodes are now on our YouTube channel. So you can go check that out um, or on the Instagram, actually. You can look at a uh, Critical Crop Top on YouTube or at Critical Crop Top on Instagram. They're all on our Instagram TV page. I think they're also on the Facebook account. Like you can watch them really anywhere. Um, So at Critical Crop Top on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, um, and Critical Crop Top on YouTube, which is of course also where you can watch the vidcast of this podcast. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I love listening to this, but what if I was looking at it? Uh, You could uh, by uh, going to the YouTube channel and watching it on YouTube. and of course, Sarah and I, if you're wondering what we've been up to uh, all, all these long months, we've got another podcast that we do called the Adam and Andy podcast, uh, which uh, is where Sarah and I do this, but with moves, movies by uh, Adam Driver and Andy Samberg or TV shows. We're actually watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine season eight right now. So uh, check that out. That's the Adam and Andy podcast. Um, and of course, uh, reach out to us uh, about this episode. Did you what did you think? about the descent um and uh you can tell us all about it uh at feminine mistake pod on um instagram and facebook and you can find us on twitter at fem mistake pod um uh melissa thank you for being a guest on the show thank you Uh, we are gonna continue this discussion in part two so please do come (laughs) back uh, for more on the descent, uh, thank you, listeners, for returning. I know it's been a while, but we're back, and it's good to be back. It's good to be back with you, Sarah, and it's good to be back uh, uh, with Melissa on the show. Uh, so join us next time. We'll be continuing yeah. our discussion of the descent. <laughs>